Ladies and gentlemen, Alien Zoo is now open. like petting zoos? Well, that's good, because some of the animals you can find in a petting zoo, sometimes they mutate. They turn humanoid, and they wander our forests of this lush country. Well, that's fine, because this is Alien Zoo, podcast about cryptids. Welcome. And we're going to be diving deep into some of the stories of these petting zoo lovable animals gone crazy. I'm talking goat men. Goat men and sheep guys. It may be even a a cow creature mixed in. It's gonna be fun. Thanks for listening. This is Alien Zoo. You know, I had a monologue plan, but let's just get right into it. I'm so excited about today's beasts. Want to know what happens when cryptozoology has a baby with urban legend? Well, that baby eventually grows up to be the goat man. Alright, so today, what we're going to cover is a handful of supposed goat, sheep, humanoids, a cow humanoid as well, these crazy creatures. Ridiculous. But first, let's start where it all began, okay? Now, the first Goatman sighting happened in the 1950s in Prince George's County, Maryland. Now, reports of what was eventually known as the Maryland Goatman, it seems fitting, seem to describe a sort of Bigfoot-type creature, about six to eight feet tall, covered with dark hair. All right, cool. So, they saw a Bigfoot. That's, That's it, right? Okay, here's the difference. Some of the witnesses insist that the bipedal creature had legs resembling that of a goat, all hooved and such. After these sightings, which occurred in surrounding areas as well in 1957, the Goatman was unseen until 1967, a little ten-year hiatus, when a group of Goatman searchers claimed to have been chased by the cryptid. However, no hard evidence was found, unfortunately. That's classic, though. We never get hard evidence. God, I want some hard evidence. Could have been a handful of drunks, though. You know, who knows? A few years later, in January of 1969, a motorist on Route 197 claimed to have seen a seven and a half foot monster crossing the highway near Beltsville. Now, here's something interesting regarding Beltsville and the Goatman, okay? One of the possible backstories of the so called Goatman is said to originate at the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center 
where experiments on goats went horribly, horribly wrong, and thus creating Marilyn's very own cryptid. That's fun. Pretty cool backstory for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villain, though, right? Right? Sightings began to increase in frequency and in violence when, in 1971, a local woman named April Edwards claimed that the beast was responsible for beheading her dog on the 3rd of November of that year. That's intense. There were actually a handful of reports made to local police the year, that year, uh, this year. What is it, 71? Yeah. There were actually a handful of reports made to local police in the year of 71, but I suppose none of the others were too significant or were taken all that seriously because they weren't really, you know, written down. I mean, you report a beheading, though. That's just what you do. In January 1973, get this, an all-white bipedal creature was reported menacing some teenagers at Oxen Hill, which is also in Maryland. All right, so just as a reminder, all these incidents have, so far, have taken place in Maryland. Now back to the white creature. What was this, a type of goat man of a uh, different gender, perhaps? Maybe a completely different cryptid altogether? I'm not sure. But something was seen. That following summer, yet another highway sighting was reported, but this time of a dark-furred creature. Now it's at this, now it's at this point that the Goatman gave Maryland residents a break for about three years or so. That was kind of it. But then throughout Beltsville, Calverton, and Laurel, sightings began popping up once again between the years of 1976 and 1985. Fairly consistent sightings, too. So here's the crazy thing. Between 1957 and 1985, in Prince George's County alone, an amazing 198 hominid sightings have been reported. For a county in a small state, that's pretty impressive. And this is 198 reports that were actually taken seriously. So there's something roaming the hills in Maryland. I believe it. So the 50s, huh? Yeah. Goatman sightings have been around for quite a while, haven't they? Well, it would probably amaze you further to know that these aren't even the earliest sightings of a goat-like bipedal creature in the U.S. So let's hop on over to Kentucky for our next story. In the 40s and the 50s, hikers and campers alike began to report sightings of a large bipedal creature with the head of a goat. One of these sightings was reported by a group of boys who claimed that a large creature began howling and throwing stones at their camp, forcing them to flee. Now, this beast also strikes a resemblance to a handful of Bigfoot-type creatures sightings reported in the area. But the fact that a good amount of this specific creature sightings... Okay, let's restart that sentence. But the fact that a good amount of this specific creature's sightings included a specifically goat-looking head makes me personally feel like this beast is probably different from an area Bigfoot. That's just me. Or it could be a drunk with fake horns. I don't know. This is a cryptozoology podcast. Let's all calm down. All right, let's first explore what this Kentucky cryptid could be. Now, there's a creek in Fisherville, Kentucky which is not far from Louisville, that happens to run under a small trestle. Now, the trestle is named the Pope Lick Train Trestle. It's kind of gross. 
And that creek, and the creek that flows under it? Well, that's Popelik Creek. There is said to be a creature in this area. A creature that would eventually be called the Popelik Monster. That makes sense. Now, the Popelik Monster is a beast that appears as a humanoid goat creature. Whoa. Monster, beast, and creature all in the same sentence? That is an alien zoo milestone. So this creature has been described as a human a human goat hybrid with a grotesque body of a deformed man. It sports the classic fur-covered goat legs, a very pale face, and wide-set eyes. There are also small short horns protruding from its forehead. Now the greasy hair flowing from its head is the same grayish color as the fur on its legs. Now here's the thing. You can't tell the story of the Popelik monster without delving into urban legend. You just can't. And when it comes to the cryptid's origin story, there are a few different versions floating around. Now according to some accounts, the beast either uses hypnosis or voice mimicry to lure in unsuspecting trespassers, or anyone it claims to be trespassers, to their ultimate death by train. Death by train. That's pretty metal. Another story claims that the Popelik monster would actually jump from the trestle onto the roofs of oncoming cars. It's dangerous. The third possible story, however, of this beast is the most theatrical and probably the most terrifying and violent of all the possible backstories. It tells of the monster attacking its victims with a blood-stained axe. An already stained axe, huh? Means it must have had previous victims. It is said that the very sight of the beast could force unsuspecting victims to leap off the trestle to their deaths below. But my favorite backstory, and, you know, not necessarily the one that makes the most sense, but my favorite nonetheless, is that the Popelik monster was in fact a circus freak who vowed revenge after years of mistreatment in the circus. In one version of this story, the creature escaped after a train derailed near the Popelik train trestle. Now, forgive me if I'm mistaken, but I think this happened in the first Rugrats movie. Another version claims that the monster is actually the nightmarish reincarnation of a farmer who sacrificed goats in exchange for satanic powers. Alright, okay. Now, as badass as that sounds... This is more of a classic horror monster origin story, taken straight from the incredible late 70s, early 80s era of horror films. The best era, actually, of horror films. Um, so this isn't really... not. Eh, I don't know. I wanted to mention it because it is, a, it is technically a backstory. So, no actual reported sightings have been linked conclusively to the Popelik monster, so it's more than likely that this sheep beast lives entirely in the realm of myth and urban legend. Alright. Alright. So our last Goatman cryptid takes place on Proctor Valley Road, which sits in the southeast corner of San Diego in California. Now this is a bit different. Instead of being a goat or sheep type humanoid, this beast is said to be more cow-like. But I thought it fit in well with the first two cryptids, so here we go. Again, 
One can argue that this beast is a result of an urban legend, all right? But let's get to the story and then decide. All right. So the story is that there was a teenage couple who parked in the forest off of Proctor Valley Road for some necking. And wouldn't you know, the car wouldn't start back up. Now, the boy gets out of the car to investigate. So this is pre-AAA days. And he doesn't return. The girl who stayed in the car begins to become frightened. Well, I think that's why she stayed in the car to begin with. She starts hearing scratching noises. She's paralyzed with fear at this point, all right? Now, the next morning, police come across the car with the terrified girl still hiding inside. But but what about the boyfriend? Well, the boyfriend was found torn apart, hanging upside down from a tree branch, with just his fingertips reaching the car, creating the haunting scratching noises. Brutal, brutal stuff. Now, where does a Goatman cryptid fit in this story? Or, or a cow humanoid? Well, there's some accounts of this tale that report large footprints around the broken-down vehicle. Years after this story first surfaced, the legend of the Proctor Valley Monster grew. It is said to be a roughly 7-foot-tall, hairy humanoid, similar to a Bigfoot, but a bit cow-like in its legs and head region. The Proctor Valley Monster is said to be responsible for livestock mutilations that occur once in a while in that area. All right. Now, the Bonita Museum in Chula Vista is said to have a casting of a bizarre large footprint that is allegedly from this monster. That's pretty cool. I gotta see that. Now, this is a very basic description of the beast because it is up for debate as to what the cryptid actually looks like. There are a few different reports on the appearance, okay? One report claims that a person saw a huge flying humanoid in the area of Proctor Valley Road, flying. Now, in the 70s, a local radio DJ, oh, finally a trustworthy person, organized a hunting party during the nighttime hours. He gathered thousands of teens in the area and later reported that they had seen something similar in appearance to an, quote, oddly built bovine. Deranged cow creature. I like that a lot. Okay, so as a lot of these large, hairy, humanoid creatures go, this could possibly just be a Bigfoot, right? When in doubt, it could just be a Bigfoot. Of course, of course, yeah. It is said that the Proctor Valley Monster could be a Sasquatch-type creature from Alpine, California, known as a Zuby, okay? The story of the Zuby begins in the early 1970s and goes as follows. A local psychiatrist who lived in Alpine, honest to goodness, claims to have seen a Bigfoot-type creature in the hills near his house. Now, the doctor hasn't been too public about his encounter, saying he wants to write his own book on the events. However, a third-hand account says he described a six- to seven-foot-tall, hairy creature accompanied by two similar critters. He made a plaster cast of a footprint which measured 16 inches long and 8 inches wide. He also described many strange happenings and sounds from around his home. Now, park rangers and other investigators could never confirm the sightings, but there have been plenty of campers, area residents, and even a sheriff's deputy 
who have claimed to see a large, hairy thing strolling the lush hills of Alpine. Now, one investigator into Bigfoot phenomenon notes that the nearby Viejas Indians have a legend of a similar creature that guards its burial grounds. But, to this day, you know, we're still waiting on that doctor's book. guess that's it those are a few stories of some farm animal freaks some petting zoo beasts goat men and cow cryptids i hope you had fun today and learned a bit or two and if you have more questions than answers after today's episodes well don't worry we're heading in the direction of the truth when it comes to these cryptids not just the subject of today's show but that goes for cryptids scattered all over the u.s and the world we'll get to the bottom of it Thanks for joining me this week. As always, I really appreciate it. My name is Chris, and until next cryptid, bye. Bye.